Interviewing Joyce was very special for me. Joyce is my aunt, and I moved to Long Beach, California to live with her on October 10th, 2015. I made this move knowing that her husband Ken, my uncle, had been sick from pancreatic cancer and other complications with the disease, and that he would be in the hospital when I got there. However, I did not know the full extent of what my aunt had to deal with emotionally until I was faced with it. I'm still not sure I know the full extent of her pain. Less than two months after I moved to Long Beach, Ken passed away. Directly after his death, my aunt kept herself busy trying to organize his many belongings and struggled with the fact that it was time to begin selling the items that he collected over the years at swap meets and garage sales. She also joined a bereavement group along the way as a form of support. At the point in time when we conducted Joyce's interview, my aunt explains that the fog of Ken's death was beginning to lift and the reality of losing him was beginning to hit. In my attempt to understand my aunt's incredible strength and how she has dealt with the death of someone so close, I asked her how other people, including those from her bereavement group and those that she has met at swap meets, have helped her through her grief. The interview opens with Joyce explaining to us what she has learned about people along this journey. Sometimes the book is the cover, but not always. I never wanted to judge people by what they were wearing or even silly things that they were doing because you don't really know what they're like. And, you know, I guess that's, you know, there's a lot of nice people out there that are just trying to get by like everybody else is. You know, everybody suffers. And, and I feel like, you know, a lot of the people that I've met, you know, they all have a, they've all been so compassionate. These young, strange people, strangers on the street. <laughs> So it seems like with the death of your husband last year and other huge changes in your life that you're also one of those people who others should not judge or would not expect to be going through so much. With the most recent loss and other losses you've experienced, I just wonder, do you have a definition for loss? Well, I, I don't know that I define loss, but I know that when I have lost, my experience has been different, the way I've reacted is been different to me there's you know different kinds of loss uh, but a lot of the, the the reasons maybe that I've reacted is because you know different variables my age my time where I am in space how my what my thoughts are at the time you know this was this was a big loss for me because there was so much other things out there that were influencing that didn't make it easy for me just to transition the pets, the the stuff. But maybe if I didn't have that, it would have been harder for me because there would have been a lot of empty space. You know, I'm busy. When I was divorced, you know, that was a loss and I reacted completely different. Um, a lot of people that I know that have, that are spouses of um, people that have died, their grief, a lot of times their grief was similar to the grief that I had when I got a divorce. The physical symptom, you know, not sleeping and, you know, those kind kinds of stuff, not being able to focus, you know. I didn't have, 
that this time, you know, not eating, not, you know, I, I don't have those things, but I did have those when I went through my divorce and I always felt like that was like a death, a death of a marriage, something that I, I really cherished and I didn't want. And so I felt those kind of things at that time. I didn't feel that this time, which was unexpected for me because I kind of was preparing myself for that kind of stuff. But it isn't any, it's, it's not less than what that was. It's greater than what that was, but I'm not having those physical symptoms. But it's still just as emotional. And I believe that this is going to be, this is just so, so permanent. And so it's going to be a long time. So it seems like you're at a new turning point in your life now that Ken has passed away because you're fully dedicated to being his caretaker. Do you feel like in those years when you were taking care of him that you lost yourself? Yes, maybe, maybe, but you know, I know people that get excited about a lot of things. You know, I, I feel like I've done things before that, you know, I just really loved doing them. I didn't mind doing it like all the time. But then again, you know, I always kind of used to say, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Some people have that. Some people know it. You know, those are the people that are the yoga instructors or that, you know, or whatever. They, they know it's not like work. It's like this is what they were born to do kind of thing. Um, sometimes I think that that, taking care of Ken, that was what I was born to do because in some respects it was easy for me to do, even though it, there really wasn't any part of it that was easy because, you know, but I didn't feel like... Some people do where it's just so overwhelming and, mm -hmm. oh, look at me, I have to give up my life. I didn't feel that way. I felt like I, I wanted to do it. I think that everybody has the need to feel needed. And maybe that was something that Ken gave to me. He made me feel like he needed me and that was important. I mean, I still have you know, people that need me, my, my kids, you know, people need me. So uh, that's just me personally, but I, I think most everybody feels like, you know, sometimes even when we do volunteer work to help somebody else, it's because it makes us feel good. You know, you get reward from helping others kind of thing. I think that's the biggest question is, I don't know what I'm missing. Because if it was easy, then I would just fill it with that thing, but uh, I don't know. So to expand on that, when you look at yourself objectively, where do you say that you are on your journey? Where do you see yourself in life at this time? I think that's been the, the, the question for me. I'm trying to define myself right now. For a long time, I was married and we were a family. We we're two people, you know, married, and then for three years basically I was the caregiver and then that ended when he passed away and so I think I'm just trying to find myself because I was always very active doing a lot of things and this last year I kind of dropped out of everything mm -hmm. just to dedicate myself to him which is you know was my choice and something I, I wanted to do 
but I'm just trying to figure out uh, what is it that I really want, what is it that I really want to do going forward, and like who am I now? Because I'm somebody different than I was before, and I think that this is something that happens to me every time I have a major transition in my life. Like even when I retired, I was defined as something, and now I've transitioned to something else and trying to figure out what do I have passion for. I'm trying to find my passion, I guess, right now. And, I, and so I'm trying different things. While in the process of trying to find her passion, Joyce decided to put into full effect a project that was on hold during Ken's sickness, the remodel of her home. At the time of her interview, her bedroom was the first portion of her house under construction. So despite all of the challenges that you've been going through, what motivates you to keep going forward and to get out of bed every day and just keep going? Well, pretty much because I, ha- I feel like I have no choice. I mean, you know, I've got to do it. Some of it sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, this remodel gets me out of bed every day. I have to get out of bed every day. Someone's going to be here every day because some days I don't want to. I don't want to get out of bed. So that has kept me moving forward. I feel like I'm trying to stay busy. I'm trying to have a plan every day, something to do every day. I feel like I've always been kind of a self-motivator. I can have a plan and I always work towards it. I try not to do anything too overwhelming, but I set my little goals and try to meet those every day. I feel like I'm still alive. That's a gift, I should not waste it. I mean, I'm not doing anything anything life-changing, but for me, you know, just baby steps. And at some point, I will find something that I really like doing and I'll go out there and do it again. just feel like it's still still too soon. So with your bereavement group and selling Ken's collectibles on the street and at swap meets, you've met so many interesting people. Would you say that these people have given you hope? And what role does community play in helping you work through all of your grief? Sometimes it turns a little awkward. It feels like people are helping me, and sometimes I don't want their help. And it's not because I don't want their help, because I totally do, but I get overwhelmed. It's just too much pushing, and I need to step back and say, no, I want to do this, but I want to do it on my terms, and it's hard when you... You know, it's people you don't know. And I don't know, everybody's been, um, you know, I've met a really, you know, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I said, oh, I think I'm going to start a blog and talk about my my grief and selling all these things and the people that I've met along the way and how interesting they were and how funny it is that I could meet somebody just by putting something out in front of my yard and kind of bonding with people and giving me, they give me ideas and they give me support and it was funny, um, I went to this little shop, I went to get some tap food and I went to this shop and there was a young girl there and she was helping me and I told her that I don't know, I think she asked me because I was saying um, something about, you know, my husband used, and I bought our couch there at the store or whatever, and she asked me if I was going through a divorce because the way I phrased it, and I said, no, I told her that he had passed away, and of course she offered her condolences and everything. So then what happened was um, I bought these lamps, and so I was paying for them, and when I looked down on the floor, there was like a penny and some 
and a pen and I picked them up and I said, oh, here, you know, these were down here on the floor. A little while later, I was getting the stuff, putting it in my car and she came out and she said that she had met this lady and she said that she had lost somebody, I don't know who it was, and she felt that that person was coming back to her in money, in coins. Every time she found a coin, she thought of this person. And so she hands me the penny and she goes, I don't know why that penny was on the floor. She goes, we never have, nobody ever really pays with money. And she goes, but maybe this is your husband. It was kind of cute and it was kind of funny and then she gave me a hug. And I thought about that and I thought, you see, those are the kind of things that people tell me these stories that kind of makes you think, wow, you know. So I said, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe he wanted me to buy these laughs <laughs> or didn't or whatever. So now every time I, I look at coins, I think of them in a different way. Joyce told me that she loves and misses Ken very much, and she's very sad that he's gone. Yet, being the positive person that she is, I was curious to know what she looks forward to in life. What are you most excited about for your future? Well, I'm having a grandbaby, so I guess that's the most excited thing. And I think in five years, hopefully I'll have more than one grandchild. I think that maybe that's... You know, I don't want to be alone. I want to meet somebody, and so maybe I will. So I guess I look forward to, to that. I mean, I don't want to get married. <laughs> do not confuse the two. But I do want to have somebody that I can do things with. I don't, I mean, I can do things alone. I did a lot of things alone, even when I was married with Ken. But I don't want to do that. So I hope that there's something, someone, and, and my kid, maybe it'll be my grandkids that will be my partners. So that's where I see myself. I... I hope that I will still have this home, you know, and that I'll get so excited about traveling again. I'm not even excited about anything like that. I mean, there's things that I want to do, but I feel like I, I was always a hopeful person. I need to find that hope again. Mm -hmm.